Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of R&B Podcast. What's good, fam? We are back, guys, and before we get started, you know, we always want to start out by saying if you love our podcast, you enjoy our message, you know, tell your friends about us, share episodes, go into Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, a cute review, help us get our name out, or our name out there, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, for sure, I'm gonna go ahead and start off also with like a little shout-out, let me shout-out my boy Raph. Raph has been... Uh, so he's one of those people that didn't really realize that we were a real podcast, quote unquote. Really? Like he just like you know when people are like, oh, you start off and they're like, I'm starting a podcast. Mm-hmm. People are like, mm. like oh, like they don't think their mom starts a podcast. Wait, Raph has been like binging all of our episodes, and it's so funny because I'm realizing that I guess that I am a more open person on the podcast than I am when I'm not. So we say that all the time. Yeah. So he's been like listening to all of the episodes and then like calling me afterwards and being like oh, this is so good because of this, and this is so good because of that. He's still in the 2019, so hopefully when he gets to this episode, he'll be like, hey. I know, right? He's, <laughs> it's going to be like 2021, and he's like, oh my God, I got a shout out. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Raph. It's so funny because like, I mean, Raph is Robert's friend, but I've been around him, um, and I, I like Loki don't know anything about him, but, <laughs> but he's like learning so much about us on the podcast it's like one of those things where it's like you know when you see someone that you know on social media in real life and you know so much about them but you guys like have never met in person so it's like when you feel like they know more about you but you don't know anything about them um yeah i guess so like you know like okay so like let's say i follow someone on instagram and i don't know them in real life but when you see them you like immediately think of their instagram name you're like oh that's blah 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 that's blah, how blah. i feel about uh shambooty Yes, yeah. like if you saw Shambuti in real yeah. life, you'd be like, I know so much about you. <laughs> and she's and like, then, uh, excuse me, who are you? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's yeah. one of those things. But it's so cool um, to hear you guys like reach out to us and tell us that you enjoy the episodes and stuff <clears> like that. Because when you're the person recording the episode, you have no idea like are, if people are going to like it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's hard to imagine yourself from the outside. From you know what I'm the, saying? Yeah, from other people's perspective. Yeah. Because yeah. I try to, but I'm like, because it's us saying it and, you know, some of the stories that we tell you guys, like, I, I mean, I've known Robert for so long, like, he already knows them, so it just doesn't hit the same, you know? So we love when you guys reach out to us, like, that shit fully makes my day. Yeah, definitely. Me too. <laughs> anyway, moving on to our weeks, y'all. What'd you do? Um, You know, I haven't really done that much this week. I do want to go to L.A., I don't know if that's, like, bad or good, but I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to go. I want to see Latif. I'm going to take all the precautions <coughs> Coronavirus. necessary. I know I just got tested this morning, right before I got here. So I got tested, and if I did go to L.A., I will get tested when I land there because it's, like, really accessible there, and the results come back mad fast. Um, just to be safe, but, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, I know. What are y'all about to finna do, though? Because everything's closed, so, like, why go there if everything's closed? Because I just want to see my friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's more about me being able to, like, see someone. Like, he got tested this week. He's negative. All of his friends got tested this week. They're all negative because they're really on top of it with, like, making sure that they're being, like, cautious, you know? And, yeah, he's moving into a new apartment today. We would just be chilling, um, taking pictures, like, just kikiing, you know? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <I could> try it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess my week in general has been busy. Uh, I'm pretty sure last time we did this, I was saying how the later on that day I had the interview. I'm I pretty think sure, you said it. I'm pretty sure that's where But I you didn't am, want like, to say what it was off. for. Well, I, okay. So, the job is the uh, leasing consultant. So, I'll be working at an apartment complex doing, like, leases or whatever. And I went to the interview. And I guess I can go ahead and tell you guys, like, that little story. So, I go to the, I go to the interview. I already said that we had the on-the-phone one. And it was super intense, super... Like, they were asking just very in-depth questions. So, I walk in and I'm, like, prepared. I'm, like, okay, I'm ready. They're gonna, you thought they're about gonna it. They're going to ask me some more questions. <laughs> have this shit in the back of my head. So, I go in there. And when I, as soon as I walk into the office... Office, it's the property manager, the uh, maintenance manager, and then the two leasing consultants. And they're all kind of like just sitting in a circle. <laughs> so, That's so awkward. Yeah. So I walk in and she's like, uh, just just take a seat. And I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting and then she's like, yeah, we're just going to like sit here. We're going to see if we like vibe, you know, we're going to see if like our vibes like men together. Next thing you know, she busts out martini glasses and starts shaking it up and pours <laughs> everyone a drink. Dead ass though. So we were literally just sitting there and she was like, we, like, I asked any questions that I had about the job or whatever, and then she was, like, um, 
talking about coronavirus, talking about what's been going on in the news, like literally just general casual conversation. And then at the end, I ended up like she had to like leave. She had an emergency or something like that, or she had to she had to deal with something because she's the property manager. So she left, and I was just like still sitting there. We were all just still talking, like vibing and stuff like that. And then it got to the point where I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> what next? Because they still had like work to do and stuff, you know. So I'm just sitting there, and I'm like they're going back to like their job or whatever, and I'm like. They're like, yeah, you can like leave whenever you want. She said that she'll like call you and you can get back to the office. Oh, so, that's how it ended. Yeah, so I like left and I'm like, oh, okay, because it was just so like up in the air. Wow. So then I'm like, uh, that happened on a Friday. So then I went back home, and then Saturday and Sunday was just radio silence. I didn't hear anything. Nobody like reached out to me or nothing like that. So my biggest advice to you guys is when you're looking for a job and you're going to apply and you 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 do the application and you do the interview and all that stuff, you need to follow up because mm-hmm. sometimes they like forget. Yeah, sometimes they forget, or maybe they're like looking at somebody else, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, you need to show be interest. you need to show interest and yeah. show that you want the the job or whatever. So I emailed her and I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm just following up on what we had on our last interview. I feel like it went really well. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, assist you in anything that could get this process moving, you know, in in the in a certain direction or whatever, some bullshit like that." So then she listens to this. She's like, "Some bullshit like that? <laughs> what?" So then. Um, she didn't. She doesn't email me back till Monday, so then she emails me back on Monday, and the email that I get is, unfortunately, this position has been. Uh, there's been some movement in the company, and the leasing position is no longer available. We're so sorry for you know the inconvenience. The end. So I'm like, what the fuck? So my friend, India, who's been on the podcast, she's a property manager. So I screenshotted it and I sent it to her. And I'm like, India, what is this? Like, what what does this even mean? Because she was the one who, like, sort of set up the interview and stuff, Yeah, well, she's the one that... So when she when the the lady pulled my my profile or whatever, she saw that India was one of my references. Mm-hmm. So she immediately like called her and was like, "Hey, tell me tell me more about this kid." So yeah. India was definitely my foot in the door. Yeah. But India's like, I write emails like this all all day long, all the time, and I don't know what this means. This doesn't mean Ooh. anything to me. So I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so as me and India are texting back and forth, the property manager calls me. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm on the phone and she's like, hey, you know, I'm working off site right now. I'm balancing the budget. Things have just been really crazy. My head hasn't been screwed on tight. And I'm like, okay, well, what does that have to do with me? That's what I'm thinking to myself. And she's like, um, that email that I sent you, um, I don't know if you read it, but please, you know. I don't know if you read it. <laughs> she's like, you know, I want you to disregard it. And I'm like, mm-hmm, I definitely read it. So um, she's like, the email that I sent you was meant for another Robert that was applying for that the same position. That is so funny. I'm like, dude, of course that would happen to me. Who else yeah. would that happen to? Like, she was trying to <laughs> to deny somebody the job. And so I, that you could get it. So that I could get it, yeah. So then afterwards, she's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just calling to, like, offer you the job. Tried it. This is how much it is. This is what you'll be doing, blah, 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 blah. But... Yeah, guys, I got a first big big boy job. I no mean, more unemployment check. No more unemployment check. And the other biggest thing is like no more serving. I've been like yes. serving my whole entire, entire life. Yeah, yeah. Like and serving the things I'm gonna miss is the flexibility, number one. You are like not lying. you can getting just, paid every day. Yeah. You can call and be like, I'm I don't feel like working, I'm gonna get my shift up or whatever and that's just that, you know. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, no matter how you put it, you're serving cheeseburgers and, like, hamburgers and stuff. I mean, you are. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, for you, it's, like, serving steak. It's just still okay. serving, you know? I'm, like, over... I'm over serving in general. Yeah, and I feel you. Yeah, so... It was... It was it's definitely been, like, eye-opening and, like... I'm super blessed. That's that's the only thing that I can think of is that I'm just super blessed that... You got that, a job in a pandemic. Yes. Yeah. And, and, like, not only did I get a job, I got a job with 401k, vacation time, medical, dental, insurance, mm-hmm. paid time off, sick days, like... You got a whole ass nine to five. It's a big boy job. Yeah. So that's like also, I mean, how does that make you feel? Because in terms of like how we were talking, we've talked about like not wanting like a typical job or like a nine to five and stuff like that. How do you feel um, about that? uh, I'm actually like excited about it just because it's going to allow me to have the 
like I know what my schedule is going to be. You mm-hmm. know, like all the time, you know what your schedule is going to be, and you know what you're making for that month. With serving, it can be so up in the air. That's to me, to be to be honest, that's the biggest reason why I didn't move out. Because serving, you can have times where you're making a lot of money, sure, but then there's the slow times where you're not making money. Mm-hmm. Like there will. There's... I like that though. I think just because I, okay, not that I like the money up and down part. I know my restaurant's a little bit more. Um, consistent i guess so like I'm, I'm consistently making the same amount and there's times where i'm making more like during con- um convention season which doesn't exist anymore and then like uh at the end of summer will be will be like our slow time so i know what it is but i like enjoy the fact that my schedule is kind of switched up all the time because I, I get so bored yeah. with stuff you know what i mean like if my schedule is too consistent and stuff i'm like oh my god i need something to spice it up yeah, I don't I know. Quit my I, job. <laughs> I think I like this just because it's kind of the best of both worlds. So I'm gonna get an hourly rate, which is way more than I was making an hourly rate for serving. And then you get a hundred dollars for every lease that you do, and then a hundred and seventy for every renewal. So that's kind of like tips, you know? Like yeah. it's gonna be different. Like I'm gonna have that base of this is what I usually make for mm-hmm. the month. But then depending on what I do in terms of leases and renewals the money that's just extra money so it's literally like now i have a base and i have a foundation that i can account for in terms of like obviously i want to move out i want to do my own thing in terms of like bills and like like spending um, i know exactly yeah Yeah, exactly and then and then whatever i have in like the leases and renewals can it's just extra you know like that especially since you haven't been working for what like how many months five months no, I don't think it's... Maybe. I don't... No, no. You been, haven't been working since March, right? Since March. So March, April, May, June, July. Five months. Damn. Yeah, I know. That's a, a long really time. long time. Yeah. So, of course, you know, you're probably just ready to, like, start anything. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it just go, goes to show you guys, like, there are still opportunities out there, even though it's a pandemic. And don't put your life on hold just because there's things happening around you. Of course, you know, proceed with caution. But also, like, if you need to grind... Go ahead and grind. Yeah, for sure. Definitely like go and get what it is that you want and like figure it out because like I said, I mean, obviously you guys have heard on the podcast that like a few episodes ago, we were just, I was really depressed. I was really going through it. Really like everything was just very uncertain. I didn't know where anything was going. I didn't know where my life was going. And now all of a sudden, like things have just like from, from, from me putting my like one foot in front of the other. I've like caused a momentum that has mm-hmm. caused a lot of positive things to happen in my life, and then yeah. the other the other biggest thing is that I get twenty percent off on rent. That's to, that's, that's bomb. That's a huge mm-hmm. deal because you know rent in Orlando is expensive. Yeah. So then, like, even though like my hourly might be a certain amount to me, that's like adding on to the hourly because yeah, that's, that's true that you're making you know like th- you're not paying what other people are paying. So yeah. that's money that you that you get to have in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, the job itself is super dope, super amazing. I mean, I start on Monday, so, I mean, I haven't tr- I haven't done it yet. But in terms of, like, what... The people it, that you work with and stuff. Yeah. So, the, t- the other two people are black. So, the flavor yeah. in there is immaculate. Right. <laughs> so, super excited about that. But I just realized that the re- reason why the interview process was so intense is because it's just a small group of people that are working there. So... They want to make sure that, like, you're going to vibe and yeah. you're not going to quit. And if somebody's vibe is off, then, like... And it's not, it's not like how with me now, there's like 120 servers that work there. So if I want to go in and I don't want to talk to you and I, I, I just want to be a dick, I can because I don't have to deal with you. That's what everyone would say. How come you're not friendly? You don't (laughs) smile or talk to people. Yeah. But like when there's like five of us and we're taking care of a 400 apartment yeah. Place. It's I need to be, yeah, Yeah. we have to, we have, we have to be in contact with each other, Mm -hmm. but I'm excited. I'm excited. You about to get booed up? With who? somebody there you try you know how jobs are like that that's why you know how people like um end up working somewhere and then because you're in like you're spending so much time with them because you're at work and there's only five of y'all some shit about to go down i mark my words some shit is about to go down <laughs> mark my words i already know oh, i'm dead that's funny as fuck anyways um so I, I know robert wanted to bring up uh the wop Yes, so video don't know if song. y'all know what that means, <laughs> but WAP is the song that Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, yeah, just did. Just <laughs> that wet ass pussy, and um, there's just been so much like controversy over. There's it. been so I've and never so much, seen like, a music talk, video. Yeah, I'm like, dude, like 
so the controversy that I'm going to bring up is the whole the people being like, oh my God, this is just like so vulgar. Like my, my children can't hear stuff like this. Blah, Turn blah, off the blah. radio then, girl. I'm like, meanwhile, in, back in the 90s, I'm like, slob on the knob. Like corn on the, like, you know, like yeah. that was li- like, if your kids are going to hear it, they're going to hear it. Like, yes. you know, and it's, it's nobody's responsibility to raise your children. That's yes, your I hate when people are like, oh, you have to be role models for all these young kids out here. It's like, how about you become a role model for your child? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that this is vulgar, but no one's making you listen to this song. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, they didn't have those babies. Yeah. That's not their responsibility to t- take care of that. There's a bunch of horrible things in this world and it's not everyone else's job to police that shit. It's yeah. your job as a parent. And then it was so funny because I was talking to one of my friends about it. Not going to name any names. We were like talking. He was just saying how like, Oh, it's just like so vulgar, blah blah blah. And I was like, dude, there's like lots of songs that are vulgar. There's lots of so- like if a guy, it's because if a guy is vulgar, it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what rappers. You think ra- rappers are out here talking about going to church and <laughs> um, you know, being good to your girl and not cheating and shit? No, they're talking about getting ahead, dealing drugs, yeah. fucking doing this and that, and it's not a problem. And it's like until a woman opens her mouth and says something of the same caliber, people are like, oh my. God, I cannot believe she just talked about wet pussy. <laughs> yeah, he was just saying how like I, he was like how it was so vulgar or whatever, and I was like, bro, there's like lots of like vulgar songs that are made by guys. Yeah, he was like, he was like it's just different. I'm like, why? Because it's because a girl. It's a girl. Yeah, yeah, fucking exactly. double standard. So he was like, that's literally what he was saying, and I'm like, dude, that's not he. Like he realized what he was saying as he was saying it. He was like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like so sexy. Yeah, but I think it's 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 one of those things where people are are okay with like women being sexual but just only on like their terms so mm-hmm. like how people are like oh I want to freak in the sheets but a lady in the streets you know like that's saying that like you want to control when she's like showing yeah. her like her sexuality yeah. and it's like I don't I think that maybe society is so much more afraid of a woman's sexuality because it's so much more powerful than like a guy's sexuality because women are fine as fuck do you know <laughs> what I mean and like they look good and so wow a woman is stepping out of like the gender role where she's supposed to be like super proper and like you know only a freak behind closed doors wow she's owning her sexuality oh my god like bullshit get out of my face <laughs> so that's the main controversy that I wanted to bring up about the video but yeah. you said that you noticed something else. yeah I just like People are hating on Kylie Jenner. Whoa. (laughs) Everyone is like, get her out of the video. I don't know why you put her in there. I'm like, okay, so I just don't get what the issue is. Like, where is this stemming from? Like, what did Kylie do? I think that it's like the whole Kardashian family. Like, they market a lot on black culture and don't give back to Mm -hmm. the culture enough. So, people are like, oh, you know, it's a Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B video. Like, for the purpose of, like... The terms that I'm speaking in, those are two predominantly black women that mm-hmm. are in this video that are doing something like big. So from to put like Kylie Jenner, the same person who like made that like that those like all those shirts with like Tupac and stuff like that, and then like wrote over top of it. Wasn't that Kim? It was just it's just our family in yeah, general. Yeah, no, but you know? she yeah. can't be responsible. No, for yeah, what for her sure. But at the same time, it's like doing. it's like the line. Like people just group the Kardashians. I know. Together I just that. think that's stupid. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Kim may have done that. Okay, then get I Kim mean, for they've that. All, they've all done some dumb shit. Yeah, I know. And then at the same time, who invited her to be in the video? No, yeah, for sure. Megan yeah. and Cardi. So yeah. it's like if you're gonna like hate on anyone, fucking hate on the people who asked her to be in there. Mm-hmm. Don't hate on the girl for like saying yes to an opportunity. Yeah. I don't know. That shit's just like really dumb in my mind. And she was in the video for like what fucking. 20 seconds? I, I think everybody was having like a good ass time in the video and then they saw her and they're like <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh hell no so I probably just threw off everybody's like vibe you know I, did, I think I it was just that it was unexpected because like she don't sing because there was a bunch she of don't cameos. dance you know so like yeah but, but there was a bunch of celebrities I know but there was a lot of people who are in the music industry who sing and dance she was she doesn't do any of that but she wasn't trying to do any of that either I know but for just that's that's the whole point is that why are you in a music video where people are singing and dancing and you are you don't do that you yeah, know yeah but like, there's a tons of music videos where people don't do anything Robert it's a fucking video <laughs> I I guess but I mean I I, I get where, where people are coming from you know like I, mean, I, I get guess. I get where they're like oh like. I personally think it's really dramatic, <laughs> but you know everyone is entitled to their own opinion. I know, you there know. was like there was like a petition. Yeah, to take her out of the fucking video. I'm like, you know what's crazy though is because like you know how when someone's a celebrity, everyone kind of like forgets that they're human. Imagine like. 
people <laughs> imagine being Kylie Jenner and like seeing a petition for you to be out of a music video like that must hurt so much yeah, like that's, that's so intense. mean yeah, that's definitely pretty intense but I guess like as a celebrity you have to learn to like not pay attention to that shit cause like I guarantee you the bitches that are petitioning for her to be out of the video also are buying her lipsticks <laughs> and buying her palettes and all that shit I guarantee you you know what I mean cause yeah. that's like it's the same thing for like cancel culture how there'll be like all these people being like oh my god cancelled 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 but then like turn around and like be the biggest fans like y'all yeah. stop it please yeah I guess I guess so I mean it's to each their own and I mean Kylie I'm pretty sure she knew this was gonna happen I don't think that probably. she probably did it without... She gets so much hate all the time. Yeah. It's kind of just like, anything you're going to be in, people are gonna not going to like, but you're, they're still going to watch it and give you money, so I guess I mean, whatever. She was, she was looking good. I ain't going to take she it away She did look her. good. Yeah. That ass is fake, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel... That's what I was, like, wondering. I was like, are people mad about this? Because, like, Kylie is just plastic and, like, is rolling up in here trying to look sexy, but her boobs are fake, her ass is fake, all of it's fake, her, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. She looked good, though. She did look good. <laughs> we ain't going to lie about that one. <laughs> so then, uh, I guess the ending in, like, our weekly What's Been Happening in the News is that um, Joe Biden announced Kamala Harris as his, as running, his mate. Uh, running mate. Yeah, so this is the first time that there's been, like, a black woman that's going to be in power, even though she's, like, black and Asian, but we'll, we'll take it, I guess. She's black and... Okay, so, like, they say Asian, but it's Indian, so it's not... I mean, you, you know, it's not, like... Chinese or like Japanese or anything like that. It's Indian, so yeah. I feel like it's, you know. I know I, I personally know. need to do more research on her and her beliefs to yeah, I do too to see where I like feel about it. But I mean, I'm happy that there's a woman that's going to be in power because I mean, going. I mean, hopefully, yeah. You know what I mean? Knock on wood, shit. Because Lord knows we need Trump the Cheeto out the office. I know. I think she's Jamaican, which is cool because like most Jamaicans are Indian and black. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the mix of, like, the West Indies. Um, so I think that's super cool. I, I don't really know what she, like, stands for either, but all I know is I'm still voting for Joe Biden because I, I, I understand that people are still, like, not into what he stands for, and it's the same situation that it was, you know, the last election yeah. with Hillary and Trump. But, guys, do you see how this goes yeah. you know what i mean i understand that you know maybe he doesn't he's not your first choice but do you guys really want trump in power for another four years like you made it you thought it was a joke you thought he wouldn't win the first time and he did so like let's get our shit together and just fucking suck it up and get his ass for, out of here shit. get his ass out of here and guys please don't vote for an independent i'm not telling you what to do but guys independent parties just don't win mm -hmm. you know that's just the reality and it sucks but this is a massive election and if you vote for an independent i mean you're kind of throwing your vote away in a way because they're not gonna win and we need to just get that guy out of office and the only way we're gonna do that is by voting democratic so i understand where you're coming from i totally get it but also we need this man out of office yes we definitely need to like we just have to realize that the world is in a very fragile state right now. So I feel like these are one of the elections that are like big, you know, like one of the like make it exactly. or break it elections. So after all of this, we've been like stuck with a shitty leader. So can we please get it one that's less shitty so that we can get out of this? I know. I and I, I totally understand that like our voting system is archaic the way all of it, you know, goes down. It doesn't make any sense for the society that we live in nowadays, but that's what it is right now. And this is not the time to be fighting that shit. It's the time to just, I mean, go with what we need to do in order to achieve the goal that we need and then work on it after. Because like there's, I mean, it's not like we can change voting before November. So mm -hmm. guys, please go out and vote and like, do not mail in your ballots because <laughs> Trump, Trump admitted to, um, like, withholding money from the usps because he doesn't want it to go to mail-in voting in november which is fucking crazy because i think that just highlights how much trump is shaking in his boots <laughs> he is shaking in his boots so he's trying to pull anything that he can right now in order to have uh more people voting for him or to suppress voting so guys don't fall for it if i I think Latif said that if you get a mail-in ballot, what you can do is, like, they'll mail the ballot to you and you can fill it out and bring it to a voting center so you don't have to wait in line and stuff like that. Because oh, cool. I know in a lot of cities, um, the lines for voting are out of this world. You'll be waiting in the line all day because, you know, it's social distance and all of that. So if you are going to get a mail-in ballot, 
get that shit through the mail yes but fill it out and drop it off in person make sure somebody takes your vote yeah oh my gosh this country (laughs) anyways guys so this week we are going to talk about our stories with alcohol (laughs) drunk (laughs) (laughs) we just thought it would be really funny um to give our experiences with alcohol some of it is going to be very funny also some of it is going to be a little bit more serious but you know, I think that <laughs> I think that we have enough stories that like you guys really need to hear. <laughs> um, For sure, we've been through it. Okay? There is definitely some tings. <laughs> tings. <laughs> so we should probably start with our overall experience with alcohol. So me growing up, my parents were never Drinkers. strict. Like, oh, okay. they were drinkers. Don't get it twisted. Hey. <laughs> they definitely had drinks and stuff like that. But whenever we were, whenever they would have a drink, they're always offering me a sip. So, which I find so crazy. Why? Oh, I mean, you go ahead and finish your experience because, like, <laughs> mine was not like that. Yeah. So uh, they would get a martini or whatever at dinner. And as soon as their server walked away, they're like, here, taste it. What? <laughs> yeah. And I would taste it. And I wouldn't, at first, I was. Pretty much like, yeah, it's so nasty, so gross. But after a while, I'm like, mm, I see what y'all doing over here. So as soon as I started drinking, I kind of just fell into it. It wasn't one of those things where I I went crazy and was like, I'm going to drink everything. I'm going to drink everything around me because I've always, I've, I know what it tastes like. I know what it is. So, so there was never like a stigma. Yeah, so... Do you feel like you're more of a social drinker or do you drink like privately at home and stuff like that? So now I would say I'm definitely a social drinker. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have drinks at home? Um. Or do you, dr- oh, and also do you drink alone ever? No, never drink alone. I mean, I'll have drinks sometimes if I'm on the headset and like me and the boys are playing the, the like video game. Like have a game, beer. And they'll, they'll, they'll say it. They're like, oh, let's crack open a beer. Let's just have a good time. And I'm like, Tried okay, it. I got some beer because... Th- the one thing in my house is there's alcohol available at all times. We have a fridge upstairs that's full of all kinds of beers. We have a bar downstairs that's full of all types of liquor. They so bougie, y'all. <laughs> there's always alcohol available. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why I don't do it or I never felt the need to drink by myself. I don't know if this is just me, but when I'm like out and I'm having a good time, I feel like the drink, the drink tastes better. <laughs> and that's what I think is so funny is because like, I will drink by myself at home, but it's only, I won't drink liquor at home just because I feel like a vodka soda sounds kind of lit at home. You know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like, it feels a bit much, Yeah. but I definitely enjoy wine, like red wine at night because it just takes the edge off. But anyways, when we go out, Robert is always trying to do rounds and he can drink so much, but it's, I'm never trying to drink that much when we're out. So I'll have like two drinks and Robert's like six deep and and I'm just (laughs) like, what the heck? But then when we get back to the house, I'm like, Ooh, let me have some wine. And you're like, I'm not drinking at home. You know, Like we're so different. I think it's the vibe, man. Just the vibe of for me to drink at home. I guess my mindset is like, why, why, like, what am I drinking for? Take the edge off. Because, you know, when you have a long day sometimes, like, I mostly when I feel like having a drink at home is after work. Yeah. Because work will be, because I'm, I'm a server, obviously, so I get out really late. So I'll get out probably, like, at 12 or 1. And at that time, you just, <laughs> work is generally stressful. Mm-hmm. So you go home and I'm just like, <laughs> I need something to take the edge off. I'll have a that long sounds horrible, day. Honestly. I'll have a long day or whatever. But for me, like, a drink doesn't make it better. Yeah. I feel that. Uh, it doesn't It doesn't bring Maybe any... if you're having wine. I feel like... Because you know how when you drink wine, it makes you mellow out and oh, kind of yeah. sleep? Oh, my gosh. Robert... That can go to one of our stories. Yes. Okay, so let me talk about my experience growing up with alcohol, and oh, then yeah, I'll yeah, tell yeah. the story that Robert's talking about. So growing up, my parents were the... Or my mom was the complete opposite. Don't you even look at my wine Damn, or my really? drink. That's yes. Crazy. Very they were super super strict on alcohol. I hadn't I hadn't tasted alcohol until senior year and it wasn't because I never went to parties or anything like that. My high school was a little bit smaller. It was new and like I lived in the middle of nowhere and so I never went to parties and stuff like that. Um the first time that I got drunk, I was at my ex-boyfriend's house and we it was senior year. We decided to s- skip school and make waffles for whatever reason <laughs> skip school and make waffles his parents fun? had like a bomb ass waffle maker i don't know we were just 
skip school sometimes. You know when it's like you're almost about to graduate and you're just like... Yeah, I know, but you can skip school and do so many things. I skipped school and I made waffles. His parents had a bomb-ass waffle maker. (laughs) Dead. I wonder if he's listening to this. (laughs) He had waffles. Um, But anyways, I was like, let's get drunk today. And he's like, okay. (laughs) So we got... We made what is a screwdriver, but I didn't know that's what it was called back then. So we had um, mixed a shit ton of vodka with orange juice. I'm not even sure how much, but I feel like it was a lot. But I ended up getting so drunk. I was like in the street at like 12 p.m. Just like running around. He's like, get inside. And I'm like, why? I'm having fun. And he's like, stop. People can't see you on the street like that. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I was so nauseous. I was like sitting by the toilet, just like fucking feeling like hell. Fell asleep on the bathroom floor. Woke up and I'm like... I'm good forever. <laughs> but, so you had never like snuck before, snuck out before that, or like, I snuck out, but not to go to parties. Or I mean, at home, you never snuck and had a drink. No. Damn. No, because I one time I think there was wine out on the counter and I smelled it and sipped a little bit and it was disgusting and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. But no, my parents would never like on a holiday, no drinks, nothing like that. And I hear so they weren't many drinking people, either. They would drink, but they didn't drink often. Like they weren't heavy drinkers and they still aren't. Um, but yeah, alcohol for me to consume it was like a big no no. Even when my sister turned twenty one, my mom like Loki didn't want her to drink still. Damn. She like I remember she was twenty one and like my sister was trying to order a drink, my mom was like, What are you doing? Like Girl not about still it. Still can't order a drink. Still can't order a drink. <laughs> Obviously now things are different, yeah. but not a thing um and so yeah when i turned 21 is when i really started drinking which is crazy Dude, that's another story that we gotta talk about oh okay yeah <laughs> that's the one of the big ones <laughs> as it should be but anyways the story that robert is talking about one time he was at my house and we were studying all day for uh what was it uh anatomy and physiology test that we were gonna have oh, so yeah. we we're studying all a day I'm so, so we're do that shit no more. so we <laughs> so we we're like okay let's have a drink you know let's have a bottle of wine whatever watch a movie and <laughs> robert is a big movie person so Love every, movies, he loves dude. movies yeah. i never watch movies because i always sleep through them i'm I have the shortest attention span. So we're about to watch a movie and I've never seen Robert fall asleep in a movie. <laughs> Within the first 10 minutes of the movie, Robert is passed out. <laughs> out cold. Snoring. I'm like, I look over him. Robert, are you okay? He couldn't even wake up. Uh, it's because we had red wine. And I vividly remember that <laughs> because I don't drink wine a lot. Wine, mm-hmm. like, if, I'm, if I have an option of drinks... I'm not choosing wine. So. And wine is a sleepy alcohol. So I was I was drinking it. I remember I had like one cup and then I had like another cup. And then I was just on the couch and then I just felt tired. Heavy. My body felt heavy and I was like, oh, like I'm just like sedated. And then I, I remember falling asleep and you'd be like, Robert, I'm like, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up, I'm watching it, I'm watching it. You're like, no, you're not, you're asleep. So I would like try to stay up. I was like holding my eyes up. And I've never seen Robert in a movie like that. I was struggling, dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it was a scary movie and I love scary movies, dude. I remember I stayed awake for the movie and I'm like, okay, so the movie's over and it's like 11 o'clock so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take a shower. I like go take a shower and Robert's still sleeping. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, yeah, wine is definitely a sleepy alcohol and that's what I'm saying. Like, when I get off serving, I'm so wired at that point. You're basically running for, what, six hours, seven hours? Yeah. You know, talking to people, literally running, carrying heavy shit. It's hard to go to bed after that. Yeah, no, you for sure. You used to talk about being for awake sure. for hours. Yeah, I because would, I, would, I would come home and I would just be so wired in terms of... You've just been moving, moving, moving. So to try to, like, come home and stop and then, like, be like, okay, it's time for your body to go Wind to sleep. Down. Like... Mm-hmm. It's too much. Speaking of freaking wine now, I was going to say that. that like, There's a thing in Orlando called Wine Now Wednesday. It's probably not going on anymore ever because of coronavirus. But on Wednesdays, you could go and you could like drink all the wine that you want. And I'm like, I used to drink a lot of like red wine there and I never got tired. So I'm like, why would... Because you were downtown. It was mm. like the energy. Because when you're sitting on a couch and like trying to watch a movie drinking wine it's different from standing up with talking to people with wine there and they also had really shitty wine it's full (laughs) of sugar probably low you know abv Mm. you know what i'm saying wine on wednesdays um 
but <laughs> you want to go ahead and tell the story of my 21st birthday? <laughs> oh my god. So, Brittany's 21st birthday was a shit show. Okay, and mind you, <laughs> I wasn't a drinker before this, so I had taken maybe two shots before that. Do you know what I mean? I'm not a... I wasn't a drinker at that point, so I didn't really know what was going on. Um, And I want to just put all accountability on Robert at this point. (laughs) Because Robert was... Is the older of the two of us. He was experienced at that point. And it's completely his fault why the night went the way it did. Yeah, it was... Is that... Proceed. we were out because... We were were out with one of my other friends who also drinks like a fucking... And that was my first time meeting Alicia. Like a fucking moose. So, yes. so let's just go ahead and set the scene a little bit. We were um, at this popular bar downtown. It's on Wall Street called Hooch. And we were in there. And you know, sometimes when you're out, but you guys are just kind of like just starting. Like the night's just starting. Everybody's just kind of like chilling. Like, you know. The thing. The- well, okay. The thing I feel like why. Okay. <sighs> Before this, we went to dinner. So everyone had already eaten. And like, after you eat, you're tired. Yeah. So we ate like. On it. That's why I separate eating and drinking now from like <laughs> birthdays because after dinner, I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. So we ate and then we were going downtown and it was already kind of late when we got there. I think it was 11 or 12 when we got there. So we didn't have that much time because dinner ended super late. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to include that little tidbit. <laughs> so we're all standing we're all standing around in Hooch and Brittany had the goddamn fucking nerve on her birthday to open her mouth and yawn. <laughs> So when I saw that, I took that as a sign said, as <laughs> I took that as a sign as oh she tired I'm gonna give her something to be tired about. He immediately was like shots. <laughs> yeah, so I start ordering like shots. We I, had peach moonshine. Oh, you must. I did not. Bitch, remember I that. remember. Okay, <laughs> we had peach moonshine. It started it, and that's the last time I ever had that shit. Yeah, so we had like we had we had the shots, we had the drinks. We're all like you know starting mad to have shots, it. bitch. We had fireball. Ooh. We had, I had every liquor possible literally and he didn't stop me it's one of those things where it's like you know if it's like it's somebody's 21st birthday you you're not stopping it. them from having a good time Especially you should have told me the rule of not mixing alcohol <laughs> on your 21st there is no rule <laughs> so and i think that we were ordering so many shots because like you said we didn't have enough time we didn't have a lot of time so we were just like let's fucking get it let's do it and alicia's one of those people that if we start like drinking, we start like getting the the boat going. She's like, more, more, yeah, more, exactly. More. So we were just like drinking, have a good time, and then like I don't even know what happened after that. You probably know okay. more than me. Just go ahead and fucking, I do know yeah, more than you because it, it was a bad experience for you. So take it over. Okay, so <laughs> we were at Hooch, right? We had taken the peach moonshine. We took a fireball shot, and then I think you had a rum and coke. And I think you I gave it to me. I love rum and coke. Yes. I think you gave it to me, or we were sharing it, or something like that. But then we went to Ibar. Bitch. <laughs> things never happen at Ibar, I swear to God. So there's this bar called Independent Bar, Ibar for short. So we go there and we're dancing, having a good time. And so we're obviously getting more drinks. So I was going to the bar and every time, I don't know who I thought I was. <laughs> every time I got a drink, I got a shot too. Wiling. <laughs> Brittany... 26-year-old Brittany would never, okay? <laughs> Let me just say that. So I was getting um, a vodka pineapple, vodka pineapple with a tequila shot. <sighs> Boy, <laughs> what I, I mean, we were dancing, having a good time, and I remember I was, I had like maybe three of them, and the last time I went up, it was like last call, so I got another vodka pineapple and another tequila shot and he gave me two tequila shots yeah and that's the last thing i remember yeah so i know after that after that i blacked <laughs> out yeah so after that Brittany's literally a fucking like rag doll i'm having to like <laughs> drag her anywhere that we're trying to go so you carried me to the car yeah, right I know. so well well before that so i bar is right next to a pizza place so <laughs> oh my god not the pizza place <laughs> we had we had gotten out Brittany's fucking are dead I'm having to like throw her over my shoulder and we're trying to go into the pizza place and Alicia's like put her down they're not gonna let us in the pizza place if she's like if you're like carrying her she's like dead so I'm like okay (laughs) so I put put her down and he put me on a chair Brittany's eyes would not stay the fuck open her fucking makeup is just streaming everywhere all this shit so i'm like just sit here i'm gonna get some goddamn pizza so we're trying to like go in there or whatever and i remember that we're like ordering we finally got to the front i wasn't even doing 
doing anything. I was just sitting on the chair. No, yeah, you were chilling at first. And then we're like ordering. <laughs> and I remember you getting up from your chair, walking into the pizza place and being like, I want pizza. Where's my pizza? <laughs> and the guy's like, y'all have to go. And I'm like, dude, we waited so long to get in line. We find he's like, we can't have drunk people in here. I said, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to get her to go out. So I'm trying to get you to go out. You're like slapping me. You're like, no, I want pizza. <laughs> I'm like, yo, she is fucking wasted. So, I was blacked out at this point. Oh, don't forget the alley. No, yeah, I know. Okay. So so Alicia <laughs> is the only person who's allowed to get pizza because the rest of us get kicked out. So Alicia <laughs> was able to order her pizza before the guy was like, y'all have to get out. So Alicia's like, okay, well, I got my pizza, so I don't know what y'all going to say. You know, Alicia was like, okay, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, we're so now we're out front of the pizza place. Between the pizza place and Ibar is an alley. So Brittany decides... <laughs> I have to go pee. And I'm like, uh, Brittany, okay, well, everything's like closed. Let's just try to like find something that's like closed. And she's like, I have to go pee right now. And I'm like, okay. So she's like, I'm going to this alley. So I'm like. Because <laughs> for some reason, there was a door at the end of the alley. And I, for some reason, thought it was the bathroom. I think I was banging oh, on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, you were, you were. Mm-hmm. So she goes into the alley. And she's trying, she's trying to get through that door. She realizes the door won't open. Then she's like, I'm nauseous. And I'm like. What? No, but before she's did like, I? No, it was at the same time. Okay. She was like, she's like, it's they're like, you know, it's spinning. The room is spinning. Oh and I'm And I'm like, okay. Eee. So then I'm like, okay. So she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go pee. Turn your back. So I turn my back, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I hear like the little, like like you know the the drizzle from like the pee, like the little, sss. and all of a sudden I hear, and I'm like, what is going on? So of course. I turn around and I think that like the motion of her bending over made me not her. <laughs> so this bitch fucking skirt up underwear down was pee- peeing and projectile vomiting at the same damn time I'm like oh my god and then she, she's not holding her hair back or anything her hair is getting in the vomit <laughs> it's just getting everywhere there's pee I'm like dude this is way more intense than I remember <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is too much for me to handle. So at that point, me and Brittany's friendship is like pretty new. And <laughs> all of the friends that she has like, you know, known for her whole entire life, like uh, Latif was there. Angie. Angie was there. These are people that she's known her whole entire life. And they're like, I'm not taking care of her. And I'm like, <laughs> what y'all mean? Like, this is this is the person that y'all have known for your whole entire life. That's and- back when Latif was a shitty friend. Oh, let me say <laughs> When the truth comes out. <laughs> Not a sh- okay, he wasn't super shitty, but he was definitely not who he is now. He was like, you know, a little bit selfish at that point, but we've, we talked about it, okay? <laughs> we've gotten over our problems. We're stronger now. <laughs> but yeah, so literally, I, I hadn't, I don't even know how long we've been friends, but it definitely wasn't that long. We've been friends for a couple months at that point. And this you person saw my whole ass. is like, yeah, ass out, vagina out, peeing. You still did not see my vagina. Your skirt was up. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, yeah, nobody was like, was wanted to take care of her, anything like that. So I'm like, <laughs> shit, man. So. But you totally started it. I guess. It was not going to end there, bitch. I was yawning. I said, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> so then from that point, I try to clean her up as much as possible. Like, fucking push her hair back with the fucking vomit in and all that shit. <laughs> I, like, put her over my back. And I, like, take her to the car. So we, like, get to the car. And we, Trying like. Trying to. And then you put me down when, we're, when we got to the parking garage. And I like could not walk. Remember? <laughs> we have okay. We have video of all There's of this. There's video proof of everything. So then finally we we get back to the hotel that they had gotten for her 21st birthday. Oh my god! I don't even want people to know this part <laughs> because she knew that she was gonna be wasted, so she didn't want to like go back home. Brittany lives in a fucking Davenport, so it's far. So we're all like, okay, it's been a long night. It's been a fucking shit show. Let's just go to bed. Let's just get some sleep. But I was still spinning. (laughs) We turn off all the lights. We go into bed. And Brittany is not having it. She's like, (laughs) I can't. I I gotta vomit again. She's shoving her finger down her throat. Literally her whole entire hand down her throat. Trying. Because she's like, I just can't feel like this anymore. If I vomit, it'll be better. 
And I had thrown up everything in my whole body by this point. But it was like, you know when the alcohol is in your blood? Like, that's it. You just gotta, like, wait it out. So then this bitch gets on the floor. She's crawling all over the floor. She's, call my mom. I need my mom. I need her. Call her. She goes into the toilet. And she's, like, hugging hugging the toilet. And she's like, guys... I need to go to the hospital. And we're like, Brittany, <laughs> Brittany, it's fucking four o'clock in the morning. You can't go to the hospital. She's like, I, I need to go to the hospital right now. Take me to the hospital. I'm like, Brittany, we can't hear We're like, we're like, drink this water. She drinks the water, throws it into the toilet, throws it up in the toilet immediately. Oh my but, God. Okay, I think everyone who's listening to this can relate to the spins. When you get the spins, it is hell. <laughs> so you're drunk, you got the spins, and it's like, you. I mix alcohol, so I'm extra like fucking sick right now right so then angie is like okay well we're gonna go to the gas station and get you some medicine whatever so i told him to get me like dramamine to like stop the spinning and guys that works like life <laughs> hack if you get the spin take some dramamine they got me dramamine and some um gatorade and then i <laughs> was still wearing like the shirt that i was like wearing the whole night to bed so me and latifah are like sleeping i wake up in the morning <laughs> I wake up in the morning next to Latif, butt ass naked. <laughs> butt ass naked. Throw up in my hair. I'm like, y'all, what happened? And they're like, I'm going home. <laughs> Dead ass, dude. I was done. I didn't sleep. Like, it was just, it was a night that I have never forgotten, yeah, to say the least. For sure. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, guys, that was my 21st birthday, <laughs> but it was my 21st. You guys already know how it goes, and I think Robert can attest to this, but I've never gotten sloppy like that again, ever no, again. Never. Sure. And it's so funny because after... And I told you, I said... Yeah, I, after it happened, she's like, I'm never doing that again. Yes. It'll never happen again. And five years later, I've never done that again. <laughs> and I'm, I was, I'm so serious still to this day. I remember how I felt, and... Absolutely, because I've gotten the spins, of course, after that. Nope, it reinforces in my head that I'm never doing that again. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to Robert's birthday. So what, I don't even know what birthday this it was. Wasn't, it definitely wasn't like It wasn't 21st, your 21st. Yeah. It was like, I, I don't like know. It was like 24. 23, 24, something like that. <clears throat> so Robert can drink a lot, okay? Yeah, this nigga is sure. like, what, 220 pounds, something like that, six foot two, like, he can drink, okay? <laughs> and so we're all, like, downtown for his birthday, and Robert always talks about how he never really gets black, he's never gotten blackout. Yeah. So what does he do? Blacks out. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I remember saying that that night, and I was like, mm -hmm. I want to push the limit. There's something wrong with me when it comes down to that, because I did the same thing in, like, Amsterdam. But, like... In I Amsterdam. Wanna, yeah, but it wasn't with... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I want to know, like... <laughs> How do you feel about that? Silence. <laughs> I just want to know what my limit is, yeah. you know? Because just like you said, I can drink a lot. So I'm always, like, drunk or whatever, but I'm like... People be, like, blacking out and stuff, and I'm like, I want to know what that means, you know? Okay, so we're, like, at... Uh, old 64. Yeah, old 64. Ooh, I love old 64, y'all. We're dancing, whatever. Robert's drinking so much. Shots, 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 shots. And then, like, you started to get... I could tell that you were getting really drunk because the look on your face, you looked <laughs> fucked up. So it was, like, it was like t almost time to go, but I think you were getting into a fight. You were trying to fight somebody. I, th I thought Alicia was saying that, like, we were, like... So, I already know this happens. When we're at, like, 064 and all of us are, like, drinking. You, you don't like when people bump into you. And people were bumping into you. And I think you wanted to fight somebody. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't remember, but I know that like when we're like all at 064, we're like all drinking. Our friend group is the type of group that's like we start like jumping and we start like dancing, like pushing each other and shit like that. So that can like obviously annoy the fuck out of everybody else that you're around mm -hmm. because like you're you're bumping into and them. We're and like stuff. we're like big people, so there's like ten of us and we're like fucking being like rowdy and shit. So because I, I mean, I, I there's been a time before at 064 where I'm like dancing. Me and Alicia have been like having a good time or whatever, and we're like pushing each other and bouncing around. And I remember one time somebody threw a whole ass drink at me. And I was so like drunk and like in the moment that I didn't even like realize. 
which I'm pretty sure pissed them the fuck off. Imagine having your drink and you're like, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. And you throw it at him. I'm just still like dancing. You're like, yes, a cool off. <laughs> but anyways, Robert is like trying to fight somebody. And then like the bouncer is getting involved and he's like, oh no, he has to go. Like he's too drunk. And I'm like, ah! and I kept telling Robert, I was like, you remember my 21st birthday? I never want to hear anything about it ever again. And so of course, like we rode together. Yeah. So it was like me and you. And so I'm trying to walk you back to the car. Well, I'm- no, there's still more that happened in there. Really? So don't, because <laughs> my friends told me, everybody told me afterwards, they were okay. saying that like, <laughs> as everybody was ordering drinks, for some reason I was going up to them and slapping their drinks out of their hands. <laughs> it's crazy what you do when you're drunk. Yeah, they said that. And then uh, one of my best friends, Josh, Josh was saying that he was like, that I guess something that happened once already. I think I was like jumping around, bouncing around. I caused a, I caused some kind of disturbance. And Josh, literally, Josh and Alicia, they both convinced the bouncers. They're like, oh, it's his birthday. He's just trying to have a good That's time. That's what I'm saying. The we bouncers promise, were getting blah, involved. Blah, blah. And the guy was like, okay, like it's fine. He can stay, but he needs to chill the fuck out. And I think as soon as he said that, I had walked up to somebody else and like slapped her drink out of the head. He saw it. So then, <laughs> so then they were like, he has to go. And Alicia, Alicia said this is one of my, um, one of her favorite moments in life. She was like as I was getting kicked out like I, I had a bouncer on each end and they were like carrying me out and the whole entire time I'm like dancing I'm like bopping in front and before them that's okay. the one thing about me is I'm a, like I'm a super chill drunk I'm like a happy drunk mm-hmm. most of the time Bitch, you were trying to fight Loki when you were in there. That was a happy drug. Okay, so anyway, so we get out, and I'm walking with Robert. I'm holding. Okay, so I'm five foot one. Robert's six two. So I'm dragging his ass down the road, and I'm like, I'm cursing at him. I'm like, I never want to hear anything about this ever again. You told me how I got blackout drunk on my birthday. You never let me like live it, live it down or whatever. And then this is you. So I was like, this is totally payback, bitch. So we get into the parking garage, and we're about to go in the car, and he's like. I have to pee. <laughs> and he does, he's blacked out at this point. And he looked fucked up. And I was like, Robert, we need to go. I was like, you don't live that far away. When we get back to your house, you can pee. You're like, nope. Whips his dick out in front of me. Whips his whole dick out. And mind you guys, this parking lot is like, super bright lights everywhere <laughs> didn't even try to hide whips his dick out starts peeing i'm like oh my god and i turn around and i'm like Bitch. and then i was like driving you home and i for i don't can't even remember but i swear you was just you were tr- causing problems like he was being everything i said you went against and i think you were just doing it just to be a dick like everything i said you were trying to argue with me oh and that's the first time i drove robert's car because he drove there and of course he's wasted so and i'm not so i have to drive us back home and um yeah robert was like wow you know the only reason you drove my car was because i was blacked out (laughs) you're never gonna drive my car again no one drives my car i I never ever ever let people drive my car so that was a big deal that's how i know i was fucked up yeah he was totally blacked out fucking annoying oh my god oh yeah and then when your friend tried to sleep with me <laughs> okay, so we got back to Robert's house. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say who her, who she is. You know what I'm saying? One of my, so one of my girlfriends, um, that secretly loves black eyes. <laughs> so we were both gonna spend the night at Robert's house because, um, we you know we live far away. Whatever, we didn't want to drive home. You didn't have a guest guest room, so <clears throat> yeah, exactly. That was always the plan. So I put Robert <laughs> in his bed. And then I'm like, where is she? <laughs> I go in the room. She's like in the room talking to Robert. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, we're just talking. I'm like, get out. <laughs> She's totally trying to fuck him. Oh my God. That shit was too funny. I don't remember that shit at all. Remember mm-hmm. any of it. It's, it's so weird because like I said, I've never blacked out before. But if I can experience like explain what the experience is it's like blacking out it's like you you're yeah you don't you don't remember anything but then there's like there's like spaces that come back yes there's like there's like there's like certain little flashes yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and it's so funny that she was saying that like i had a certain look on my face because Brittany had the same exact look so for both of us to see each other at like our our worst because i haven't done that since i mean once i find out my limit then i try not to like yeah i try not to go there again but i definitely like to know what it is that like I don't know why I don't know why I like to push the boundaries. I need to stop that shit. I mean, you don't really do that anymore. Yeah. 
I think you were just bored. <laughs> so now that we've gotten the laughs out of the way, <laughs> I think it um, would be good for us to transition to a more serious tone. Um, while, you know, drinking and stuff is fun and most people do it and it's a great time and we don't end up like developing problems from it. Uh, being in service industry, I have seen how alcohol can like ruin people's lives and just completely take over. Like I have a few friends who go to bed drunk every night and I mean, I dated someone who had to go to bed drunk every night and I never understood it. But after, you know, drinking for a while, I can see how people fall into it because it just becomes something that's so normal that you don't even realize that you're picking up a habit and... It's just so important to take a step away from that stuff sometimes and just to realize that that can't be like an everyday thing. It shouldn't be an everyday thing because, yeah. you know, in service industry, there's so much drink for whatever reason. There's just so much drinking involved. So like you would get off work and then like go to the bar immediately. Yeah. Like there was a time where mm-hmm. after work, all my friends would go to the bar every single night and I never understood how they could do it and then I started being one of those people and for weeks I would not want to go home and I would go and get a drink every night after work and I was like whoa I never thought I would be one of these people and for nursing um part of one of of our requirements was that you had to go to an AA meeting And it was so interesting and so eye-opening to go to a meeting and just to see how your most average people get sucked into alcoholism and just to see the struggles that they go through i had a lady in the meeting who was a speech pathologist very successful living you know in windermere and she's like i'm an alcoholic and i've been an alcoholic ever since you know this age and i this is what alcohol did to my life and all this stuff and it's just people that you would never think of yeah and i can attest to the whole hospitality thing too it's like I'm trying to think of, like, why it's like that, but... I think it's just because... because you have money immediately. And the the job is stressful. But there's lots of jobs that are stressful. But there's not a lot of jobs that are stressful where you're getting off, like, at 11, 12 at night. You know what I mean? Or even one, two. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of already late, and that's when people are already drinking, and I'm telling you it's something to take the edge off, you know? I think the biggest thing is... For me, is if somebody wants to find an excuse to drink, it'll be anything, you know. Yeah. So I just think that the service industry attracts a lot of people who have that that uh, instability already in them. You know. Do you think so? Yeah. Like uh, I think no. like there's like because you were of, in it. Yeah, I know, but there's I know of plenty of people who are addicted to many things in the service industry in terms mm-hmm. of cocaine. Yeah. Math, like serious drugs. But do you think that it was as a result of serving or were they already like that? That's what I'm saying. I think they were already like that. But then the job, the, f- the having the money right away is yeah. what attracted them, you know? So I feel the opposite because I think that service industry makes people like that. Oh, really? It introduces them to that lifestyle because if I never became a server, I wouldn't know of this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't know how many people actually did cocaine on the regular. And I only know that because those are my service industry people. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? No one else in my life does coke or drinks every night. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so it introduces you to that lifestyle. It's part of in the that culture. Group of people, yeah. yeah. And so and I know someone who did coke for the first time as like a person in service industry and I don't think she would have ever fallen into that if she didn't um start becoming you know part of this lifestyle Mm -hmm. so it's just one of those things where you have to really like police yourself because like I mean you may think oh it's just here and there and then it starts to get more frequent and then all of a sudden you're spiraling and you can't stop doing drugs or being drunk every night drinking and driving you know all that shit and it's one of those weird things that there's not a lot of areas, in my opinion, when you're an adult, that there's peer pressure, but that is hella peer pressure because everybody's like, we're going out. Like, are you coming? Let's do it. Blah, blah, blah. They like, give you yeah. a hard ass time then, for not going. Yeah. They'll be like, just one drink, just one drink. And then mm-hmm. it just fucking turns It's never into, one. Yeah. And then the other thing that was crossing my mind when we were talking about all this is like how alcohol is such an acceptable thing to society in general. But it causes so much like problems. Like mm-hmm. alcohol can cause you to have liver problems. It can cause you to. It's just m- many, many, many health problems that can eventually lead to death. And it's like one of those things that 
It's just readily available. Like, how come you can't roll and do Molly yeah. and all that shit openly, but yeah. you can be blackout drunk and it's like, oh, it's just drunk. Don't yeah. worry about I mean, it. There's like DUIs and stuff like that to like stop you from getting blackout, but at the same time, Bitch, no, they're providing no, no. they're they're providing what you need to still get blackout. You getting know? a DUI doesn't stop anyone. You know how many people I know with several DUIs? It doesn't stop anyone from doing anything. Yeah, that's a punishment in place for when you're already doing it, but that's not a preventative measure yeah. for you to to stop doing that before you know it even happens Mm -hmm. you know i have a friend that literally has three duis and that's fucking crazy i didn't realize that so many people had duis like that do they have the thing where they have to blow in their car to get started he can't drive period (laughs) do you know what i mean because at that point where it's like nigga you got three duis seriously um but yeah and i have a friend that had to do a breathalyzer in order for his car to start and so, yeah, I do think it's crazy how it's just so common for everyone to drink and not think anything of it. Like, mm-hmm. that's the acceptable vice versus, like, all these other drugs that are so frowned upon and, like, prohibited. I mean... But they, <laughs> have, they have, like, less, like, side effects. I guess the biggest one I'm thinking of is probably, like, weed. I mean, I don't... It's not like but I smoke all that time, but... Weed is, like, of, acceptable now. But it's not, you know, Yes, like, it is. It's acceptable, but you can still get... You can still go to jail for it. Yeah, but, like... For example, you like can't go to in jail Orlando, for yes, you can. If I mean, you're publicly intoxicated, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you what I'm saying is, like, in, in general, for like we, if you're caught with it, so can, if you have a certain amount, if you have, have under a certain amount, they don't, you don't go to jail for it in Orlando. So yeah. I think weed is acceptable, especially because we do, I'm just saying it's not as acceptable as alcohol. I know, yeah. but I think that it's not what it used to be either. Mm. I think other drugs, more things that are like hard, like, um, Opioids. I mean, those should be like heroin. looked down upon. Obviously, they are. Yeah. They are, but it's it's just crazy how there's like people can go out and like develop an issue with alcohol, and people turn a blind eye. But then people develop an issue with like pills, and then now they need to go to rehab. Like, <laughs> I know a lot of alcoholics, and no one thinks anything of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one thinks there's an issue with it, but like someone gets addicted to pills and all of a sudden it's a problem. And I'm not saying that pills shouldn't be a problem. I'm saying it all is a problem. Yeah. It's just that the line of alcoholic is so like fine, you know, because my it's parents... It's so blurry. Yeah, like, how do my you, parents drink. They've always drunk. They've always... They, they drink a lot, but I would not classify them as alcoholics Exactly. At all. So what classify... I guess... I guess what dependency... Would ca- yeah, and if it starts to mess with, like, your daily routine yeah. and, like, interfere with your life and stuff like that is mm-hmm. when it's considered, like, alcoholism. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I know a lot of alcoholics. I know a lot of people addicted to cocaine, and it's just insane how common that this shit is and, like, how there's not a conversation about it. Yeah, and I think that we also have to talk about our current times with all of us being stuck in the house and coronavirus. I think that this is probably also creating a lot more alcoholics because... People are depressed. People are sad. What do people do when they're depressed and sad? They drink. Yeah, and, and if people you're just are just stuck bored. In the house, yeah, you have nothing else to do, and like, you can't go to a bar and get a drink. So guess what? Your house becomes the bar, and all of a sudden you're just drinking all throughout the day. And exactly, don't and even then realize people are more willing to drink to the point where they're blacking out because you're you don't already have, home. You're already home. Yeah. You don't have to drive anywhere, and it's like, well, I don't have anything to do tomorrow, I don't so. Got a job. I don't um, have a job, so yeah. what's the point? And then people end up drinking and drinking and drinking, and then all of a sudden you've developed a fucking problem, mm-hmm. and you don't have a job, so how are you going to afford rehab or any help, a therapist or anything like that to fix it? So it's just it's a weird it's a weird balance, you know? Because yeah. when I first started drinking, I didn't like the taste of alcohol at all. I rem- I don't know if you remember, but I would have like one drink, and it would immediately make me feel sick. Not that I was drunk but I just felt sick drinking it felt nauseous like it wasn't supposed to be going in my body and so for a long time I was like I didn't I don't understand I don't understand why people do this and then after years of drinking you get so accustomed to it that you don't feel that anymore and then it's super easy to like see how people fall into that lifestyle Mm. of you know I'm gonna have a few uh, drink here have a drink there and then all of a sudden it's like oh I'm drinking every single night and then it's like oh I can't fall asleep unless I'm drunk and it's I, just, there's so many reasons why certain people just, some people do it to loosen up when they're in like, you know, a social setting or yeah. some people do it to relax and wind down. Like you mm-hmm. said, there's just, it's like, there's so many, whatever it is, there's a problem. There's a problem in terms of like, you have a problem that you're having in life. You you're, don't know how to fix it You have it your on social your anxiety or whatever. So 
people would just turn to that and that becomes their answer. But it's like, I guess if you are able to tackle that without it. Like different then, coping mechanisms yeah. rather than substance abuse. Yeah, because exactly. that's exactly what it is. Like yeah. people don't want to call it substance abuse, but alcohol 100% is a substance. And it's, it's honestly sad that I'm even saying that I drink to relax. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like why do I need to in, in ingest a substance in order for me to chill out, in mm-hmm. order for me to feel more comfortable in a situation? You know, there's other coping mechanisms that are a lot more healthy mm-hmm. that I can utilize, but why don't I? Why don't we all? I mean, drinking is easier. You it's know, easier. It's, it's something yeah. that like you can just go to immediately. You know what the effect is going to be. You mm-hmm. know that you're going to feel better afterwards. Because so. 100%, like I'll be in a social situation and then like have a shot and feel better yeah 100% because I mean the other like the alternatives take work and while you're like out having a good time you're not trying to work you're just trying to like have a good time yeah yeah I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know yeah so I guess that, like the main things that we want to take from this episode is that drinking is fine nobody's saying to not have drinks or anything like that but just realize why you're doing it and realize you know, your habit, like understand your relationship with alcohol. Yes. And why you're doing it. And, you know, this is super cliche to say, but everything in moderation. Yeah, for sure. Like it's very easy to have a drink every single night and not think anything of it. But in the long run, that's not what's going to be beneficial for your life or for your body or for any of those things. So Mm -hmm. yeah, just be mindful of the behaviors that you're forming and the people that you hang around because that's a huge thing too. You know, whenever your friends are doing things around you, it's, I mean, peer pressure, you know, and even just deeper than that. I mean, just seeing someone fall into that habit, it's easy for you to fall into it too and not think that it's an issue. Yeah, and just realize that it affects not only you, but the people around you. You know, mm-hmm. like, if you have kids or whatever, you get a DUI, or even if people around you have to, like, deal with you drunk and, like... You or know, just, like, I mean, you get in you get into the car drunk and you hit somebody and kill them. Yeah. What about that? Yeah. Like, that's a huge thing. And it's crazy because... You know, I get off work super late, so when I work on Friday and Saturday, I see cars that I'm like, they're drunk. And it's just ridiculous. I stay away from them because obviously I don't want them to crash into me, but just how quick that can happen. Mm -hmm. You know, that I see a car swerving and then all of a sudden, what if they hit me, hit somebody next to me, and then that person dies? Like, bro, that's... Or imagine you're the drunk driver and then your friend dies, the person, the passenger in the car with you. How are you going to live with yourself? For sure. Don't drink and drive, guys. Don't drink and drive, y'all. You know, Uber always got specials. Lyft always got specials. And if you can't afford it, stay your ass home. Yes. If you can't afford an Uber, that's part of the drinking experience. Yeah, so stay the fuck home. <laughs> Period. And with that, I think that's the end, y'all. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to another episode of R&B Podcast. You guys, make sure you go on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Um, and then uh, check out our website. It's rnbpodcast.com. Check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at the official underscore R&B. My Instagram is B-R-V-T-T. And mine is Rob Bates, R-O-B-B-A-T-E-S-S. We love you guys so much. We are so happy that you made it this far. Um, make sure you tune in next week. And we'll see you later. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.